Welcome to the NABC Guardians of the Game podcast, where we go inside what makes a coach a coach. The NABC Guardians of the Game podcast is a production of the National Association of Basketball Coaches and Learfield. And now, your host, Tim Doyle. Welcome back to the NABC Guardians of the Game podcast. I'm your host, Tim Doyle, and today we're joined by, you know, last time we had a guest, I called him a legendary coach. You actually have to be above 30 to be called a legend. You know what I mean? So we have Loyola head coach Drew Valentine here. Have you woke up one day and you're like, OMG, I'm a head coach at the Division One level? Have you done that yet, coach? Man, every day. Every day I walk in. Um, I mean, every day I wake up in my house now. Um, I was able to obviously buy my first house now. And, um, I mean, it's just a blessing uh, to, to be in this position and not only to be in this position, but to be in a, in a, in a, in a, in this position at a place that I love. And I love the, the athletic department. I love the university, what it stands for. I love living in the city. So, um, every single day when I wake up, it's, it's just incredible for me. I'm living my dream. You know, your dad was a coach, your brother Denzel has had NBA success. Uh, we're going to dive into their relationship, but at what age did you know that you wanted to be a basketball coach? Uh, I'll probably say like when I was in like towards the end of my high school uh, career, I, I mean, you, you, when you start getting recruited and people start asking you like, what do you want to study? You, you know how it goes. Like, cause you, you're just thinking about basketball. You're just thinking about, I play football too. So just thinking about basketball, thinking about football, like thinking about being a pro and those, that's your, that's your goal. And then as it, you know, like you're a senior in high school and you have to like apply for a major and starts getting for, you know, starts getting more real, but you know, I, I really didn't know how good I would be or, you know, if I wanted to do like professional high school, college, um, probably until like my senior year of, of college uh, when I was looking, you know, past uh, my basketball career. So it's been a crazy journey, um, but, you know, I'm lucky to have so many people that believed in me and like encouraged me to do it. You know, like my coaches at Oakland really encouraged me to, to get involved in the game. What surprised you early on about being an assistant coach? I would say just like the time commitment, how many different ways you're stretched. Um, and then I always was just observing our head coaches. You know what I mean? Whether it was with Coach Izzo, whether it was, whether it was with Coach Campy or Coach Moser, just like how many different directions, how much of a CEO you have to be um, and how everything at the end of the day is like ultimately your decision as a head coach. So. Um, but I learned as an assistant coach that you your job is to try to, you know, make the head coach's job easier, try to prepare yourself to one day be a head coach. And, and um, obviously didn't know that right away. But I think I improved um, as an assistant by the by the time, you know, last year I was an assistant. I thought I was in a position where I was prepared and ready to be a head coach. You know, I, I followed the program. I've called games for Loyola over the last 10 years. So I, I saw the foundation Then obviously it's become a nationwide success, but you were really the beneficiary of a crazy domino effect. You know what I mean? With, you know, the coaching carousel, that's a reality of the business. You know what I mean? Where assistant coaches get other jobs and there's movement there. Were you ever on the bench there being like, Oh man, I could be the head coach here one day, man. Like, so it's crazy because, you know, my first two years while I was here at Loyola, we had, you know, our associate head coach was Brian Mullins, who's the head coach at Southern Illinois. And so I was just trying to just like observe what he did to, to be a, a good assistant coach and to, and to actually a great assistant coach and to gain coach Moser's trust to where he was looking at him 
um, for advice and counsel and, you know, kind of just went with whatever he wanted to do as an assistant. So yeah. Once Brian left, um, you know, coach Moser, he almost took the St. John's job. And so like, it was like Brian left. And then two weeks later, it was like St. St. And so then like me and our AD Steve Watson started having conversations. And I think that's what, you know, ultimately led to me, you know, being in this situation um, is I kind of got to like interview on the job for like two years. And, you know, Steve and I had conversations. It wasn't like we were talking every day or weekly or monthly even, you know, it was probably, we probably had five or six conversations about in the event, if coach Moser decides to leave, um, you know, we'd like to sit down and have a conversation. And so we just got to know each other um, on a more personal level. Uh, we got to, you know, learn each other more on yeah. a business level and, and, you know, his philosophy and what he wanted um, in this position. So um, like the last two years I'd be sitting there and I'd be like, man, like this is, this, this is crazy. This could be mine. So, yeah. Did you bring in coach Moser's contract and you were like, uh, <laughs> you see this over here, <laughs> you see these numbers over here. Uh, if we could get in that ballpark, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> man, I was just, I was grateful for whatever I got, you know, I got offered a contract and I'm like, how quick can I sign that? That's, that, that's what I, that's how it went. T talk us through, you know, obviously a lot of people want this job. It wasn't like that. You know, when I was at Northwestern playing there, it was like, oh yeah, there's Loyola Chicago, like over there. Now, you know, this job has become much, much different over the nationwide, you know, uh, you know, press that you've gotten and recognition that you got it. That what was your pitch? Was it uh, continuity? Was it, I know the program? Was it, I have a family that's been in basketball or was it all those things? It was just all those things. I think, uh, you know, also with the COVID year, I think, you know, the continuity and the possibility of what could have happened um, with the roster that we have now, you know, um, I think if all those guys would have entered the portal, I think, you know, you're seeing the results of, of what's happening on the floor right now. And so those guys, they can play anywhere. We tell everybody in recruiting, if you come to Loyola Chicago, you can play anywhere in the country. And um, it's not just lip service, it's factual. Uh, we've proven it with our tournament success and the success we're having this year. So, um, you know, it was kind of, like you said, continuity, the culture piece. I think that's what makes this university and, and athletic department so unique is just the culture, the family, the family atmosphere that we have. Um, obviously high academics, um, all about doing things the right way. And we've had so much success in so many different sports uh that it just seemed like a natural fit for you know both me um and our athletic department for for me to lead our uh basketball program tell me about the advantages of being your age and recruiting and then i'm going to ask you about disadvantages but i'm going <laughs> to ask you about advantages first at your age recruiting guys that you know are really close to you to our age i think it's just it, it becomes like natural when you have conversations with somebody where it doesn't feel like it's like forced or fake uh, you know, I listen to the same music that they all listen to. I dress. I saw, I saw you with your J's <laughs> on the ones in a picture on Instagram. I was like, okay, the purple ones. I go, all right, yeah. I see you coach. So, you know, I wear, I'm into sneakers, you know, it, I don't play video games and some of the things that, that the guys, you know, the younger, um, you know, younger student athletes prospects that we're recruiting are into, but I'm just, I'm closer to them. I go to concerts. I might go to a Drake concert. I might go to a little baby concert. I might, you know what I mean? And it's just like real and genuine, like how, when we like have a conversation about it. And so I think that makes it easier for, for them to understand that, that, 
you know, I value them as an individual and I appreciate them as a person. And so when you're around me, you can be more comfortable. I think we've all had coaches in our lives that are older. And when, when coaches come around, it's kind of like a little awkward and you don't want to say, you know, again, there's, you know, there's, it's not like they're talking about every single detail of their lives with me, but they feel comfortable enough to open up with me and be um, themselves. And I think that leads to just more, more real relationship. And so when you're coaching them hard, I mean, you, you've seen, um, and I think our fans and, and anybody that comes to our games and practices see how hard, um, you know, we, I coach the guys, how hard my staff coach the guys, how much accountability we have within our program. Um, but it also, just when you have that relationship piece, it makes it easier for them to know that it's coming from a place of love. How about disadvantages, if there is any? If you see any kind of challenges for you, obviously this is year one there, being the head man at Loyola. Like, do you see any challenges that you're like, oh, it's not my time yet in that particular facet? Well, I think, you know, some people might, you know, because most people's parents are, you know, I'm, I'm the age of, you know, a lot of people's, you know, kids. And so, yeah. you know, are they going to trust their baby with, you know, a young man or, you know, a, a man that's 30 years old. And so it's my job to, to prove while I'm why I'm prepared and, and why uh, our, our athletic department had so much trust within me. I think it helps that, you know, I've been here before for four years and I've been a part of building the success. I think if I was young and, you know, getting my first start as a head coach at a brand new place where I had to gain so much trust from everybody within the athletic department, from right. everybody that was a supporter, it'd be different. But the fact that I've been here and, and, you know, played a part in recruiting most of these guys and developing most of these guys and coaching them on court. I think that, you know, those, you know, examples, I guess, uh, make it a little bit easier for me to, to show why I'm prepared for to be in this uh, position. I'm going to ask you a question and you can plead the fifth. All right. I'm going to give you an out here because you and I are longtime friends and I'm not going to put you on the hot seat, but coach Moser coached these guys a long time. He had a lot of success. He's got his own job right now. Do you and him still communicate on any level? Of course, all the time. Like they got their big win against Arkansas on uh, on Saturday. And uh, I, I texted him literally like probably the buzzer went off. Like I was watching it <laughs> I was watching on my phone. The buzzer went off. I'm sending him a text every time. He sends me a text after all of our wins, after all of our games. And we watch each other's games and we support each other. And, you know, I, I know I wouldn't be in this position without him. And so I'm, I don't run away from that. I don't shy away from that. I don't act like I, um, I built this place because he was him and all the other assistant coaches and all the players that came before me are the ones that laid the foundation down. And of course, I'm going to add my, my little sauce to it and add, you know, some toppings to the pizza, but you know, I would, it's not like I, I made the pizza myself. So, um, you know, he's been a great mentor for me in so many different ways than, than just basketball. And I appreciate him and I value our relationship. And so we've still got a great relationship to this day. Oh, that's beautiful. I mean, you know, I, I think it's amazing whatever profession you get into, whether, you know, I'm in broadcasting, I don't find that as much, you know what I mean? It's a little more cutthroat because I think people are looking, you know, worried that you're going to take their job and there is so much turnover. And that's why I relate so well to coaches because, you know, there is the carousel, but I think there's a little bit more of a brotherhood there. And it's at all levels, whether you're coaching squirt basketball or CYO or high school, and now you're at the college level. How important is it having your dad and, and what kind of uh, asterisk assistant coach is he right now for Loyola? <laughs> I mean, he, he does. I mean, like we were in, you know, obviously in the Bahamas um, at Battle for Atlantis. And so he was down there and 
He came to every practice that we had. He came to our walkthroughs. He can't, you know, um, but he also wants to give me my space too, right. and be supportive and be a dad and enjoy it at the same time. So he does a great job of like balancing, like, Hey, I really like this, that you were doing. I really like this, that you were doing. Maybe you could, you know, look at this or this combination of lineups or, you know, he does a really good job of like observing, you know, guys on the bench or observing body language. And, and just, he really does. One of the things that he's an elite, uh, human being at is just understanding people and so he really tries to like give me advice or uh counsel on just like understanding situations and so that's why you know i like to have him around like when we were at atlantis he came to our practices and walkthroughs to kind of just see the body language and see how guys were you know responding to coaching and things like that well we talked about your dad how about your brother you guys communicated all about basketball how often does that take place all the time all the time, all the time. I mean, uh, you know, his games, I mean, before his games, after his games, FaceTimes. I mean, he's been a great, like, big brother for for the guys on our team. Um, you know, he spends his summers here in Chicago uh, training. He actually uses our facility. Oh, oh, no, I already see what's happening. Oh, you, you're, like, warming the seat then, huh? I already see, like, are you, like, already, like, getting the hands together, warming the seat? You're like, yo, D, you know, when this is all over, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I'm just kind of throwing it out there. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't know if he wants to do the college coaching life. You know, I think he sees, you know, all the time that I have to spend and, and, you know, he's, you know, he's still focused on being a good player and stuff. So, but he's, he's actually been talking a little bit more, more about like coaching, um, like in the past year or so. So whatever he wants to do, I'm going to support him and give him as, as much advice as I can. Last question for you. and We appreciate your time. And this is for the young coaches out there. You could have never dreamed of this. Now, how it all played out, you're a head coach of 30. I'm really happy for you because I know the grind in that profession is real, but there's a lot of luck involved. And you make your own luck with the hours you put in, the players you make, but a lot of things got to kind of break a certain way, and it has for you. But when you started in this profession, why did you want to be a coach? Um, I mean, so many different ways. One is I love the game of basketball. Um you know, it's, it's my life. It's my passion. My wife makes fun of me all the time. I'm, I'm in the office all day and I come home, I get home about seven, you know, at night. And I, first thing I do, boom, turn on games, you know, and I watch a bunch, I watch all leagues across the country. Cause we've got so many different, you know, friends around the country. So I just, I, I love the game. I love being a part of it. Um, I loved like the imp, impact and influence my dad had on so many young men, uh, you know, I know it's like coach speaking cliche, but I think it's like really fun to help people accomplish their dreams. And so like the combination of, you know, seeing like the influence, the impact that my dad had on so many young men and how he helped them reach their dreams and change their families' lives mixed in with like my love for the sport of basketball, the grind of basketball, the everyday grind, the X and O's of it, the development piece um, is just is why I coach and why I do what I do. Now, I got to put this out there because this is truth. Now, you, when you were assistant at Loyola, when I call games for CBS, <clears throat> let's just say Loyola hasn't played its best. I was barred from shoot-arounds because of some of the, the uh, outcomes. I had nothing to do with it, okay? I'm going to be honest, all right? I got Loyola games this year um, that I'll text you privately which games I'm going to be calling for CBS. Will I be allowed back in shoot-arounds? Yeah, you can come back to shoot-around, man. That's cool. I'll let, I'll let you back in. All right. Yeah. Until there's a 70 and 30 game at Missouri state, like there was a couple of years ago, then all of a sudden I'm on, 
Hey, not going to shoot around as an announcer. I'm going to tell you, it's actually a good thing. All right. We appreciate your time. Thanks so much, coach. Thank you. I appreciate being on and this is fun. Uh, guys, thanks so much for tuning in to the NABC Guardians of the Game podcast. Coach Valentine, thanks for taking some time with us. Come on back next time as we could have a young coach. We could have an old coach. We could have a legendary coach. Tune in next time.